Stark makes you feel he's a cool exec with a heart of steel. And Iron Man all jets ablaze. He's fighting and smiting with repulsive rays. Amazing armor. Yes, Iron Man. Amazing bomber. five-minute freak we're gonna review the Iron Man 2 movie which I have just seen and I am also here with mr. Todd Grady also known as Fleabeard hello hello and he's also seen the Iron Man movie which is a good thing because we're reviewing it now and uh, it's helpful just just an interesting side note when I saw this movie I went on a Wednesday night at 11 o'clock my friend and I were the only people in this gigantic cineplex theater it was awesome you know we actually went on a saturday night like at uh i think it was like a 7 30 movie and it was only about half full um you know of course a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that it was showing in all but you know two of the theaters available right it, i think the entire cineplex we were in was was completely empty i actually uh I actually had the thought when we were there if the movie sucked and my friend Mark who's black he's a black guy was okay. was in the movie theater with me and I said what if what if I went out there to the to the two kids who were it seemed like there were you know two teenagers working the whole place and I said eh, there's a guy in there causing a ruckus he's giving me a hassle I, t- I told him to be quiet but he won't be quiet can you guys go in there and you know, and just before we go in the door, I'll go, he's a black guy. And then <laughs> go in the door, and he would be the only person sitting in the middle of the theater, and then I would walk all the way up to the front corner and sit there and have him, like, just staring me down. Yo, what'd you do? Call the... You know, and he's like, yeah, but I want to see this movie. And I said, yeah, me too, but... A nice idea. And if anybody... You know, he, he's halfway up, third seat in, <laughs> with a green ball cap. <laughs> uh, it would have been, it would have been great fun. But the movie actually turned out to be great fun. So it was kind of weird seeing it without having an audience reacting to it. Right. But, uh, but at the same time, that's also like the television effect. Where as if and we were laughing and reacting to this movie, so even without a crowd there, it was getting a really, really good reaction. So you enjoyed it pretty much. I I really liked it. I, fi- I my um, and just just said the people who've gotten this far. I'm I'm gonna spoil. I don't know if you're gonna spoil, but I'll I'll be oh, yeah. spoiling all over the place. Yeah, I I thought pretty much. Um, if you like the first Iron Man. Yeah, it was pretty much more of the same, but it wasn't the same formula. You know, it wasn't just a recreation of the last movie with a few differences in it. But it was the same right. in, in that it focused on Robert Downey Jr. It focused on the characters. And uh, 
and the characters were all very interesting and uh, and well played so it was it was very engaging you know you were more concerned I I I was more entertained by the character parts and the comedy in the movie than the big action set pieces. The big action set pieces were just like, oh, okay, there's going to be a battle and you pretty much know where it's going to go more or less. And it's just sort of, it, it was cool. You know, I'm not going to yeah. say it was bad, but but just the the interactions between characters were what what sold me on this movie. That well, the, Mickey the Rourke's scenes, character. The action scenes were, the, the action scenes were cool, but like I say, I, I enjoyed the, uh, I did enjoy the characters. I don't think I didn't like this as much as the first one. I definitely think the first one was <clears throat> a little bit more coherent of a story. That you know, I, I didn't yeah. feel like the, the story kind of wandered around quite a bit in the middle there for a while, but um, it didn't annoy me that much. You see, I liked I liked that it started like the last one in just sort of the armpit of the world, you know. In some place, right. it's just an armpit with somebody who's dirt poor and who's been screwed over somehow by Stark Industries, you know. Right. So, and, and that's what I, I, I it's this, the, the, I mean, it's not an extremely complex movie, but it's just a little more so than they usually put into the normal comic movie, you know. To, to, Tony Stark's kind of a douchebag. And you still like him, but I'll tell you, I had a lot of sympathy for Mickey Rourke's character. I really oh, yeah. think he had a, a good of, point. You know, that was a, a well, well acted character. I mean, he he did a fantastic job with that. Yeah, with um, very few lines. Yeah, and, which was great. I mean, <clears throat> you didn't need more dialogue from him. You didn't need you know exposition from him. The his whole thing was the attitude, the look, and he had that totally down. You know, what Hammer's just running his mouth and. And being the jackass that he is, you know, Anton's just looking at him, you know, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Yep, they're going to be drones. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and you know, in any other movie, it would have ended with some scene where Mickey Rourke took the drones and killed him off. You know, just was like... Now I'll take my drones and wipe you out. Haha, ha, fuck you. But there was no, you know, I was totally waiting for that scene in my head. And they didn't right. didn't even didn't even go near it. And I and his character wasn't just wantonly killing and destroying. He had a point to what he was doing and he carried it out each time very well. I love the scene in the prison cell with him and Tony Stark. That's a beautiful scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, they 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 seem to work pretty well together, but just I don't know. Mickey Rourke nailed that part really, really, really well, you know. And I I, I think um, I'd I'd like to see that character again, but you know I don't think we're going to obviously. No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I think the one the only thing that ticked me off a little bit was I think they, and I guess this is not a Dark Knight. The more I think about that, the more I hate it. This, the more <laughs> I think about it, the more it makes sense. Uh huh. But, you know, I, I kind of for a while was feeling that they spent way too much time on establishing how much of a douche Tony is. Yeah. And way too much energy. And, okay, we get it. Tony's a douche. He's going to die. He's getting drunk. He's being a jackass. We get it. We get it. We get it. But think about it a little bit more. It makes a little bit more sense. You know, the guy was really on his last leg. He thought he was going out. He was going to go out with a bang. So, you know, it annoys me a little less than where I think about it. 
Well, the scene where he was really drunk was really kind of a disturbing scene. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr., of course, pulls it off really good because he's probably been there, done that eight million times. So it wasn't yeah. much of a stre stretch for him. And uh, Which, If I'm at a party and the guy that's having the party gets really shit-faced and starts wrecking shit in his house, usually... You leave. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to hang out and watch it happen. Yeah, and cheer, cheer it on. Yeah, especially when he's like got a completely armed suit that, you know, that's potentially, you know, radioactive or at least <laughs> dangerous. And he's, but that scene was fairly, fairly disturbing. And I liked the whole way. I, I really wondered how they were going to get around and how they were going to handle it. And I haven't read any of like the War Machine comics or any of really much of any Iron Man much more than what I read when I was a little kid but I really wondered like how the government was going to get their hands on it and if they were and I really liked how that sort of played out and how start and how that was really just sort of what clipped his tail feathers and you know at the end yeah, he, like he couldn't really do anything about it and he just sort of resigned himself to it uh and and that with the um, Nick Fury pretty much rejecting him at the end, I thought that was a nice little little touch. What did what did you think of Nick Fury? Nick Fury annoyed the crap out of me. Uh huh. I, he was a little too much Samuel L. And I don't I, I have not read any more than a few issues of the Ultimates, and I kind of, you know I know this is based on a lot of that, and I've only seen a few of the Ultimates uh -huh. animated. But he really, really played, in this movie, played it way too loose, I think. You know, Nick Fury to me has always kind of been this, you know, special forces kind of a... Marine. I'm not going to tell you I'm going to kill you until I'm putting you in the ground kind of guy. Right. I, he's he, uh, Nick Fury, to me, I always thought he was probably a man of as few words as possible exactly. until he gets onto the battlefield. And then it's like, come on, you monkeys, are you afraid to die? You know, and and you catch phrases and fun things like that. But yeah, not. But when you get Samuel L. Jackson, you get Samuel L. Jackson. It's sort of like having <laughs> Nicholson play somebody. You know, you. It's it's almost like you're making that concession that he's gonna be conversational. You know, he's got that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a little weird. I, it didn't really bother me that much, but the way he like sat was very non-military right. it was kind of you know it was it was very relaxed and i i always pictured you know nick fury as a real army bastard you know just uh strict by the books cigar chomping you know clint eastwood get off of my lawn type of guy so get the but, mission done here's what we got to do here's how we're going to do it are you in are you out good right and and just sort of tough talking but at the same time, I think I said this on the forum. I'm going to reserve judgment till we see Nick Fury actually in action. Because so sure. far, all we've seen of him, he's just been sort of, you know, approaching and feeling somebody out. You know, he's so maybe off duty. Nick Fury's a little more, you know, less formal and and more right. relaxed. So we'll 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 see. I have a feeling pretty much though he's going to be Samuel L. Jackson. You know, mushroom cloud lane, motherfucker, motherfucker. It could be, it could be bad, motherfucker. It could be, it could be Mace Windu, but either way, it'll, it'll be some 
synthesis of all of them. It's all Samuel L. Jackson, you know. So now we did get to see some Black Widow in action. Yes, and I like that I a lot. Which I thought was, I thought that was actually the the most well choreographed of the fight scenes in the movie. Yes, and and it's funny that you that you mentioned that. I don't know if it's funny, <laughs> but you, <laughs> now that you mention it, when when I was watching that, I usually I you know, that that scene where she's fighting everybody, I could have really it could have been a real wincer. You know, it could have gone sure. matrixy and stuff. But the way they filmed it, really, it reminded me of when Frank Miller used to have her in Daredevil. And the mm-hmm. way that he would illustrate the way she fought and the way she would land, you know, in a That's semi-crouch when... And it worked out really well. I, I, I really liked her character. I forgot going into the movie that she was going to be in there, but I did not forget coming out of the movie. Oh, and you know what I loved? No shaky cam. Yeah. I absolutely hate shaky cam in fights. And, it, and it's everybody seems to be using it now, and it annoys the crap out of me. You know, it, they did a couple of shaky moments, like with the in the Iron Man scenes, when there would be an explosion or he's, you know. Right. It would be the concussion they, of an explosion. Right. So it's appropriate there, but the whole Hand the shaky cam during a fight the handheld cam it makes you feel like you're in the fight no it makes me feel like you don't know how to choreograph a fight scene so you've got to cover it up by not actually yep. focusing on it i i think a lot of times with those fight scenes that are heavily cg'd the shaky cam is there to 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 purposely jumble it up at, so <laughs> that you don't see the cracks and seams of the the cg to make it look quote unquote Yep. more realistic and i yeah i hate it i i this this movie was filmed very traditionally i loved the way they filmed the race at monaco it was very it reminded me of like a james bond movie you know it was very bright and sunny and clear yeah. and it wasn't all like let's get the camera right under the wheel of the car you know it was just some some nice long shots and some a few shots from the cars and stuff but it really it really communicated the feel of the whole thing very well. I just remember watching that scene and going, this is like something like out of one of those 60s James Bond, you know, when he's at some high, at the high roller part of the movie. I really That's true, like which it. Is, you know, which is kind of what they're trying to, if anything, they're trying to portray that Tony thinks of himself. Yeah. You know, as, as that type of a character, so. That's a that's a perfect analogy to it, yeah. And and that scene was that scene actually had one of my big complaints in it is, is for the the way I understood it, is he was just sort of, uh, um, spontaneously decided or didn't tell anybody that he was gonna race and was like, ah, right. now I'm racing in Monaco. Well, then, how the hell did Mickey Rourke's character? anticipate that and end up there you know in 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 his disguise you know it's just like what did you just improvise this whole infiltration of the racetrack at monaco come on so that that was the only part that didn't make sense he knew tony was going to be at the race but yeah how did he know he was going to be in the car was the thing you know and if he figured that out last minute that's pretty last minute to be able to Get into a crew uniform, get out on the track, yeah. yeah. Get the whole true. plan together and, and do it as a solo guy. But um, other than that, you know, I like the idea, I like the idea that um, t- 
Tony Stark's father was basically Walt Disney. That was pretty right. funny. And I like the whole uh, Epcot World City of the Future thing. I think S- Scott will really get into that when and if he ever sees this movie. And I heard some folks complaining about that, you know, with where does that come from? And I, 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 I'm the same as you. I'm not a huge Iron Man comic fan. I've got, you know, I've, I've read quite a bit, but not that much. So I don't know how that fits into the, the bigger Marvel universe. But, you know, they're really trying to establish that Tony's fa- Tony and his family are huge. You know, that it's, it's a mega corporation. It's not just some guy that's throwing stuff together. He's backed by this machine that's been Legacy, around. Legacy, from- yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Iron Man three. I hope he dis. I was hoping in Iron Man one that in Iron Man two he would start descending into alcoholism and and. I'm kind of glad they stayed away from that actually. Well, they they just put enough of it in that one scene was yeah. just enough to show that you know that that he's you know even though he thought he was gonna die, he's still reckless enough to. To get wasted at the in the Iron Man suit in his own home. Yeah. And that was another thing I thought that was pretty weird is that his base of operations is just sort of his house there. That seemed a little uh, with all the Iron Man suits in it. It di- it didn't seem to have the security that you would think it would have. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess it did. Although, you know. Uh... Rhodey was able to walk right in, but he's, you know, he's somebody that's always been trusted. He's always been a, one of those guys that that Tony would trust with his life anyway, so he would have access to, that's to damn near everything. That's true. It's that Those are all just minor things because it just, it moved along really well. And once again, stay till the end credit, after the end credits, because there's a... a what, yeah, nice Now little. I won't spoil that. What did you think of that? What did you think of that? At the, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a little, um... I guess it wasn't, you know, wasn't near as exciting as the, uh, the, the Iron Man one. two or the Iron Man one post scene, um, because there was more, there was more. It, it was a bigger reveal. We're gonna do an Avengers movie, but it was pretty, you know, it was it was interesting. It was well done. I liked uh-huh. it. Yeah, it's just like another step in them. T- I like that they're trying to tie yeah. everything all up together and keep it all, all working. So I and guess. What do you think about um? What do you think about Sam Rockwell as uh, as Hammer? And I don't know that character very well from the comics, but you know, if it wasn't <laughs> Sam Rockwell, that he might have been my least favorite character. But I like Sam Rockwell as an actor, and it, it helps that I know a guy exactly like him, <laughs> that, so that I know that it's actually possible for a human being to be that exaggeratedly douchebag, you know, full of of douchebaggingness or douchebaggery or he did such a good job of playing it right to that edge of being too much yeah yeah right to the edge of being like overly smarmy yep and 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 you know i mean that you know that he he came off kind of as a buffoon but there was always enough intelligence to where you were always doubting about maybe he he you know at the I think at the end when they're dragging him away and he says to Pepper, you think you're causing trouble for me? I'll cause trouble for you. And, you know, she should probably half believe that because he probably will. And I don't know, maybe his character becomes, I don't know much about Iron Man. I have the, is his character, do you you know if he like becomes a villain or he could potentially, he's. 
I'm not really sure, and I'm sure we'll piss people off by not knowing. But, you know, I, I think um, Hammer does end up being – he pops up every now and again as a regular uh, – As a regular foil a slash regular asshole. Yeah, yeah. Kind of competing technology company and, you know, trying to, always trying to one-up Tony. And, and I, think, I think that is a recurring theme with him. And the the gag with his uh, the gag with his um, super you know compact missile, I thought that was a very good very good joke. The way that that whole gag played out. Yeah, that was that expense. was. Funny. But uh, yeah, Sam Rockwell. I I I started to become a really big fan of him when I saw that movie uh, Moon. Have you seen that yet? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Oh, it's good and. Mostly because of him, but it's well written and well directed. But he's very good in it, and yeah, he he just knows he just knew enough to make, and he knew that that character, and also the Favreau knew that that character has had to be the bad guy because Mickey Rourke's character is just he's I don't think he killed anybody, did he? I don't think he killed anybody. Um, Mickey Rourke's character? Yeah, I don't think I don't think. He... Oh yeah, absolutely. He killed. Um, yeah, I mean, well, security guards and whatever. There's mm-hmm. a scene with mm-hmm. him sitting at the computer with the security guards strung up behind him. You're right. You're right. But I mean, um, in his rampages. Oh no. I think he pretty much just like pretty much did what he wanted to do to his targets in his right. rampages. Right. I don't think he was out to cause mayhem and wipe out innocent civilians. Oh no, he was a yeah. He was kind of that single-minded villain. He was after he he had a goal in mind, and he was going to achieve that goal. The the poor security guards that got in his way. Well, that was you know he had to get them out of the way to, to accomplish his goal. Right, right. Let me one out just a just a for mass killing. Yeah, that's right. Because he was he would do the neck breaker thing, the right. neck snapper on him. Yeah, okay. So he wasn't too much of a pussycat. And I like the whole bird thing too. The whole the whole bird subplot. And when 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 he got the wrong bird, that's a very well acted scene between him and Sam Rockwell that doesn't yeah. doesn't really resolve as predictably as as it would seem it would. <laughs> yeah, oh no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did it was too. it was good. So I guess it won't be I guess we won't have too scandalous of a podcast here. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody really who hasn't liked it yet, but it's only been out for a little while, so somebody's got to not like it. Eric hasn't seen it yet, so oh, it. let's get Eric to try it. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> he doesn't like anything. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll. I I think it's about time I wrap up this this uh, five minute freak at the twenty three minute point. It's about. Perfect about average and i'll hurry this one up onto the the web because i know everybody's dying to know what we think about iron man 2 dying to know hoping we'll hate it probably sorry maybe we can get scott maybe scott and eric will hate it and they can do a show there you go counterpoint whenever we get a tv show maybe we could get some sort of panel show where you and i are on one side and scott and eric are on the other side and we'll just battle out on everything we'll be good (laughs) 
Although I hate stuff quite as often as Eric does. Not quite as often as Eric does, but on a regular basis as well. Yeah, yeah we'll mix it up. We'll probably just have to switch teams around every once in a while to, to be at odds with each other, but I'm sure it would be pretty easy. To, it'd be pretty easy to find stuff we disagree on. <laughs> and I've heard Scott switch his teams quite well. All right, we'll leave it at that now that he has nothing to do with this podcast until he hears it. <laughs> And this is uh, Chris Honeywell for Two True Freaks and Mr. Todd Grady, also known as Todd Grady. Or yep. Flea Beard. And, uh, oh, I've noticed you've changed your picture to a flea and not Scott Gardner anymore. He was yeah, so flattered. Just, yeah. Scott's gone, so, you know, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> it's funny to me, though. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com. Twotruefreaks.libsyn.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. You can find me, Scott Gardner, both on Twitter and Facebook. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T. G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening. Join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.